0: Hello and welcome and thank you for tuning in to Habits of Influence, a project by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs, where we discuss the good, the bad and the ugly aspects of building a movement and hopefully provide insight as well as motivation for your business journey. Through the combined expertise of 34 years in business, your hosts Magdalena and Ian Menheimer are here to empower and indirectly mentor you whilst you become the person others wish to follow. welcome to Habits of Influence, a different kind of podcast for entrepreneurs where we discuss the good, the bad and the ugly side of doing business, uh, which is often not the understanding of many people. Uh, so if you're feeling confused or you don't know which way to go, we're here to hold your hand, to be your friends and to show you that there are different sides to everything. And we want to help you specifically to become the kind of person that other people wish to follow. With you, as usual, in another episode, your co-host, Magdalena Hanna and... Ian Manheimer. <laughs> lovely to be with you again. And I wanted to discuss a topic that I wanted to discuss for quite a while, actually, from the very, very beginning. And that is overnight successes. Uh, I have my own opinion in regards to an overnight success, but I would like your thoughts on it, Ian. Would you like to start?
1: Uh, sure. Um. You know my 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 main thoughts is overnight successes aren't really real yeah. Does it doesn't happen yeah, there are a few people that maybe get this lucky streak and hit, hit this pot of gold, so to say, but true success takes a process it takes time it takes getting up, getting knocked down, falling, failing, rolling over in the dirt and getting back up and trying again and um and not to put that in a negative sense it's just it you know success it it takes time it's It's one of those things that's developed. It's something that, you know, there's habits, there's strategies, there's different tools that we use to become successful. It's not just something that happens when we start a business. And I think that's one of the things that happens oftentimes is people start a business and they just say, oh, I'm gonna open my doors and people are just gonna come and I'm gonna be rich. And that's not the way it works. You know, people in order to buy from us or to support our business have to know we exist. And that doesn't happen the minute we open our doors. Of course, we can advertise and do all this stuff, but there takes there's other things that have to happen in order for us to grow and be successful.
0: Absolutely. It's that no like and trust factor everybody talks about, right? So it's not just about building something that people need or want. It's not just about positioning yourself properly, but it's about building those relationships, um, making assurances for people that you are in fact a good choice for them to move forward with whatever product or service you offer right so it's not just a case of created and they come but it's it's actually a little bit more complex and it requires uh, a little bit of mindset a little bit of actual strategy um you know it, it is a set of things that you need to do but also, what I wanted to mention is that I think the reason why people think like that in the first place is because there's a lot of, you know, gurus and and people who are very far along in a way in what, whatever niche or, or market, um, because there's, there's people from every single market that obviously have achieved massive success, uh, who are claiming that... You know, there is such a thing as overnight success. And as you said, sometimes it happens. Most of the time it doesn't. Uh, and it's a case of you determining what drives you to actually go into business. Is it the money? Is it the houses? Is it the accolades? Or is it something deeper, something underlying, like, you know, leave, wanting to leave a legacy or wanting to create something for others? What is the driver behind your why to go in a, in a business in the first place? a little bit deeper than just, you know, sitting down with your laptop on a beach and just having the time freedom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny. You talk about the gurus and the people and, Oh, if you just sign up for my whatever program by tomorrow, you're going to have 500 leads in your inbox and and this and that. And, and yeah, I mean, even if you, even if that was true, you know, it's, what are you gonna do with those 500 leads? How are you gonna reach them? How are you gonna connect with them? How are you gonna get those leads? And, and you know it's funny because I, I I come at this from a non international standpoint, right? There there are businesses that work on a global level, and they're going to have a much different perspective than maybe you or I. Maybe not so much on a personal level, but getting out there and getting known, and that's where your sales and marketing comes in. You know, does it happen overnight? No. There's going to be processes that need to take place. There's going to be. You know, your your growth, there's gonna be organic growth and there's gonna be paid growth, right? You we can all go to Google and pay for ads and, and marketing or go on Amazon and and however we do it to to market our, our product or services, but there are there are steps that need to be taken to get to where we want to go. And um that's that's one of the things I love about you is that is your specialty, right? You're a sales and marketing, I would say you're a sales and marketing guru. You're amazing at what you do.
0: Oh, and, I'm a guru, by all means. I've never aspired to it even. <laughs>
1: You're good at what you do, is what I'm saying, and and it's it's understand understanding the process of what it takes to get people to a level of success that they want to be at, and you're you are very good at doing that. Is what I'm I guess what I was trying to say, and understanding as if if you are an entrepreneur and you're just starting out, or even if you've been in, in business for a while and aren't necessarily where you want to be, understanding that that's okay. It's understanding that it's going to be a, a process, going to be learning, it's going to be growing, it's going to Sometimes we hit this wall or this plateau. And we feel like we're just stuck and we just think oh, we're ready to throw in the towel. And um, I like to use the, the the thought process of like Rocky Balboa, right? He gets hit and it's not how many, you know, it's not how hard you get hit, but it's how, how many times you can get hit and keep moving forward or whatever that quote is. It's a famous quote. And, as, and as entrepreneurs, it's, it's, it's very easy. And oftentimes we just want to give up. It's, you know, it, we, we feel like we just can't do it or we can't be successful. And that's where understanding ourselves and saying okay maybe I don't know everything and maybe saying I need help comes in because I know when I started my business I knew every I thought I thought I didn't really know everything <laughs> I thought I knew everything yeah. And, yeah. and it really comes down to understanding that as yeah. even just in life in general but as a business owner we don't know everything and it's okay to ask for help and when we start realizing how much we don't know That's where we start to really grow and and our business will grow because we're going to seek the help of people who have the experience that we need. We're going to seek the help of people who maybe are in our industry that that are successful and where we want to be. And then they can give us their tips or pointers or, you know, sometimes they'll do it for free. Sometimes we have to pay for that. But getting to the point where we can say, I need help and actually being willing to accept the help to get to where we want to be that's when our big business will start to grow that's when we'll start to magnify that's when our sales will start coming in that's when our we can start automating and duplicating and, and and really scaling up that higher level you know but we've got to start with our foundation and without that foundation we're we're kind of doomed from the beginning
0: absolutely and you did mention you know from the marketing and sales point it, it also depends what level you're starting from right if you're uh, if you're starting your first business, obviously the approach for you and the methods are going to be different than if you're starting your second or third or fourth business, right? Or uh, depending on how much investment you're going to have, you've mentioned, you know, it, it's a composition of the organic and the paid and, you know, different methodologies are going to work for different people. Uh, what we hear a lot of the time is like, this method is the best, this marketing strategy is the best. Uh I'm afraid that it is not such an easy answer Ed, as you would want it to be, right? Because the best marketing strategy is the one that is best for you and your level of business and your values and your approach and your goals. And where is that place that you want to go to? So it's all going to be a combination of those things that you need to kind of put together and find out uh, which avenue is going to take you um, to your desired place quicker. But also what you've mentioned, um, you know, that what drives us, what is going to be that one thing that is pushing us. And that is also going to be um, completely connected with our mindset and how strong we are, how capable are we um, to undertake challenges. You said in the very beginning, you know, you wouldn't even want those 500 people tomorrow because you wouldn't be able to serve them. And, you know, you, you would not be prepared. Uh, you would not have the ability to deliver such value to those people whatever you're doing whether it is a product whether it's a service you would not be able from the get-go to deliver this the sort of value that you would want and if you know, sales do not finish on when you kind of close the sale, right? Uh, they continue of how you nurture the people they have already bought from you um, so that they can be your retaining customers, so that they can refer you to other people. So your delivery, that the point of where you actually deliver whatever it is that you have is equally as important as that front-end marketing, all that sales process, right?
1: It's so funny you went there because I was exactly, as you were talking, I, I thought to myself, that was what I was going to bring up next is the capacity because people open their businesses and say, Oh, I want to serve all these people. or I want to make this many sales, but do you actually have the capacity to do that? So if it is a product, for example, and let's say you're making your own product, whatever it is and you know, whatever the product is, do you have the production that can pump out that many products, quality products? Cause no, I know for me, if I buy something that breaks really easily or doesn't work, I get frustrated. I don't want to buy it from them and I get upset. So it's, I want to buy quality products. And I would rather pay more for a quality product than pay less for something that's going to break on me or that it's not going to do what it's supposed to do. So do you have the capacity to produce what you, you want to bring in in sales right now, or you need a team, or you need a production, are you need, you know, How's that going to go? If or you if do- you,
0: if you if you are not, you know, if some some products will not be the best quality, you know, not every single launch is going to be a massive success. If you do have that kind of failed launch, let's say, quote unquote, do you have the capacity to have the uh, winning, you know, amazing customer service that is going to assure your customer that this is just an occurrence and not something that you you know represents your company as a whole?
1: Yeah. And, and it, it does take time. And, and it's funny, uh, again, I was looking at my shirt, it says patience and patience is something we need when we're, when we're starting to grow a business. And um, you know I, I mentioned earlier scaling. And there is such a thing as scaling too quickly to where we can't do what you said, that provide that customer service. Cause yeah, there are gonna be products that we create that maybe the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, 10th, 20th run aren't the best. And we have to revisit them but being able to handle our customers in a way that's professional Mm -hmm. and that would make them say you know yeah this product maybe didn't work out but i trust this company have to buy from them again because they're going to do they're going to make the they're going to wrong the right so to say
0: absolutely
1: i I think you know for example i've worked with some some different manufacturers that i've worked with for my industry and there are some that i've had issues with and they've basically written me off and said Sorry, that's our product, you know, whatever. And I've had some that say, hey, you know what, send me back. I'm going to send you a new one or we'll replace it, make it good, good as new for you. I'll show you how to fix whatever, whatever it is. And those are the customers, those are the companies that I choose to stick with. You know, will I pay a little bit more for them? Absolutely, 100% I would pay more for a company that will tell me they're going to take care of me in the long run than save a few dollars or a few thousand dollars, even in this situation, um, where the company just doesn't care about the product they're selling.
0: Yeah. And it's about how the company approaches their people, you know, in my uh, product business, that's exactly what kind of makes the difference. And that's what I've noticed with uh, all of the companies that I've helped establish in terms of products specifically because um, this is the easiest way of actually checking that customer service, right? How do you react in the first interaction if that product is a fail and the customer comes to you? What is going to be your approach? What is going to be your reaction? Because a lot of times it's better to just give a customer a refund or give them a replacement and a lot of the times what is very funny a lot of the times people will not want that because that's the only thing they actually cared about the approach that you give them yeah. in the very beginning when they interact with your business right
1: yeah and i, and I hate to say this because i don't want to name it up but like amazon is great with that you know if, if you ever have a, if you order something on amazon and it doesn't work or whatever. They will replace it usually. I mean, I've never, ha- I mean, there have been times where I've, and it's sometimes something really simple, um, but th- they're great. They'll say, okay, we'll send you a shipping label, we'll send it right back, we'll refund you, or we'll send you another one out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're, and they're a huge, huge company. You know, yeah. Wow.
0: but even look at companies like Wish. I don't know if you've heard about Wish. It's all those like, uh, dupe products or different sides of products uh, from China. Um, and it's kind of like a, Uh, Chinese equivalent of Amazon, right? Uh, Only the the shipping times are obviously a lot longer. But I think that from the point of customer service, they've kind of nailed it down to a T. Actually, really, because every single time, a lot of times, their products are kind of very low quality. Okay, I admit that. But at the same time, their customer service is brilliant. Whenever you get something that is not of the quality that you're expecting but well, even if people are expecting some sort of quality from Wish, they always refined you. They are always lovely. Uh, they never, almost never. And I've, you know, I've bought different sorts of things from like a cheap, like one pound ring to, to a camera, you know, or to a digital camera, which was uh, more expensive. And every single time when I said something was wrong, their customer service was um, always approaching me from the place of, okay, you don't even need to return this. We, we're just going to give you the money back. So we all know that this is these are cheap products but that makes me personally go back to wish if i'm to be honest sometimes i do like to shop there even though i know this is like fast fashion it's not very good for the environment and all of that uh, uh cheap products but at the same time i did get a few products that were really of exceptional quality you know something that you would not expect from them but what makes me keep on coming back is that customer service is the way they handle customers.
1: Yeah. So going back to the original topic about the overnight successes, right. And you know, these companies, you know, they didn't start where they're at. Yeah. It it didn't happen in a day. It didn't happen in a week. Didn't even happen in a year. It took a little while to get to where they're at. And that, and the reason they are where they're at is because they had that vision and they had the drive and they had the grit to keep going, even though people didn't believe in them and they had the, desire to provide good service, whether, you know, whether it's Amazon or Wish or whatever, whoever it is, those those, those ones who have, who have sustained tend to do best. Now, are there people who, and again, I don't want to stray too much from the topic of the overnight success piece, but, you know, because we can talk about this as far as integrity of businesses another time but there are, there are business people that are very successful that don't have that level of integrity, right? They're not, it's not about their customer support. They're about sales numbers and they maybe make up lies or they just push sale, sale, sale. They're not looking for the retention. So is it possible to hit a level of financial success by not providing good product and service? It is, but that's not.
0: Absolutely. There's plenty of people like that on the internet. Plenty.
1: Yeah. But I think, you know, the topic we started talking about was the overnight success and the perception of starting a business, I'm going to be rich tomorrow and really getting down to the nitty gritty of the way that really works. You know, how do we really create the longevity and, and you use a great word, which one of my favorite words, legacy. How do we create that legacy for ourselves? How do we create that, that longevity that people want to support our brand or our business or whatever it is because of what we provide?
0: Yeah. yeah. Don't just don't just be a person of one product, right? Be a person that builds like I said with vision, uh something that will sustain um the time passing, you know, and and people will talk about for years to come. It's not about just getting into business for a moment and those people who achieve the quote-unquote overnight success are actually the people who work the hardest and the longest. They have not achieved their overnight success. A lot of times they've set up multiple companies before they were able to say, um, yeah, it was easier this time than it was before, you know, previous times when we were starting businesses. But that doesn't mean that it didn't require work and, um, and consistency and grit and overcoming challenges. Absolutely, 100%. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, what are your thoughts, guys, on it? Um, it would be great to know your comments. Uh, you can interact with us if you follow our Habits of Influence channel on YouTube. Um, there's a comment section where we love to hear your points of view, your thoughts about every single episode so we can get into a discussion perhaps and just see how you as a person, as a business owner, um, perceive all of those topics. Uh, and of course, don't forget to press the notification bell so that you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you're more of a listener, uh, we are on all major podcast platforms so you can subscribe, subscribe uh, under the name Habits of Influence. Just find this on Spotify, um, iTunes, I never know the name, (laughs) iTunes you know i'm not an apple fan okay so itunes or spotify or any other major platforms uh and if not if you want to interact with us go straight to youtube we are so so grateful for you watching our episodes listening to our episodes and we're always curious of your ideas of what topics you would like to discuss so do leave that in the comment section as well but for now i wanted to say thank you thank you thank you thank you ian for another great conversation and we're going to see you guys next week
1: Thank you as well. I appreciate, I always appreciate our conversations. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. See you next week.